Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford, and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it, and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Lou Ray grew up in Auckland and lived in Italy and New York after school before becoming a makeup artist working with Fergie, Missy Elliott, and even had an encounter with Kim Kardashian. Lou worked for MAC for 11 years after one and a half years on the counter, went to their head office, and is currently the stylist and makeup artist at NZME. Lou is a girl boss mama to her mini-me and openly shares her experiences of living with anxiety. We are so lucky to have Lou share her story, lol, she's hilarious, and advice on the Self Love Club podcast. All I care about is one of these. This is my dream. Lou Ray, welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Look at you with your radio microphone. This is your moment. This is my dream. You were born for this, girlfriend. Uh, can I say, is it is it all right to say that I'm just not, I mean, I, I when you said a podcast, I just, I just. You didn't really know what a. I you didn't, don't, I don't still. Not really so sure. basically it's just an interview, like, and everyone's all about podcasting these yeah, days. I know, because I, 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 um, I lie when people say, hey, have you listened to this amazing podcast? I'm like, yeah, I have. <laughs> all the time. It's South Help. Yeah, I know I have. I have listened to that podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> one of the funniest people I know and one of the best humans at NZME oh, as well, honestly. Yeah. Like we'll talk we'll talk more about that in a bit, but tell everyone what you do. Well, um the main thing I do is I'm supposed to be here to make everyone look pretty. So, well you do. So I'm the stylist slash Makeup or a, I don't know, lots of things. You do but, makeup, hair, and styling. Yeah, but I feel like I've actually, like, the amount of times people say, oh, no, but, Lou, I just need to talk to you. I need to spill my guts. I need to yeah. come sit on your couch for, you know, an hour and tell you, you know, tell you all my problems. And so I often feel like I'm more of a NZME um, counsellor. Mm, you are, yeah. You fall into that. Like, yeah, because you're doing, you're hanging out with people doing their hair and makeup, but then you end up being the therapist, don't you? Yeah. And then I'll come, which I love, but then I also like will walk in and thinking I'm doing makeup and there'll be five people literally on the couch going, hi, we're here, we're waiting, waiting for you. I'm like, great, who first, next, like that. So sometimes it's just like a lot of people and you don't really know what's, you know. I don't know what's going on. Oh dear. Yeah. So you've been at NZB for how long? Three years. Yeah. And before that you worked for a very long time at MAC? Yeah. So, and, but prior to that, like for, there was a couple of years after I had my little baby girl and I wanted to be a mama and so I was freelancing mm-hmm. so I did lots of freelancy stuff for a couple of years and then I just fell in here and then I haven't left yeah and Literally. tell us about your time at Matt because you were there for a very long time yeah, I was there for about 11 years which is a long time um and I also do you know what I think about it because I was talking to someone the other day about how the retention rate is 
Is it, ret- is it retention? Yeah, is that that's a is? very smart word from Thank you. Thank you. I am going <laughs> <laughs> um, But the retention rate in a lot of places now is like one year, which is ridiculous. And I just yeah. think, oh my God, who lasts 10 or 11 years? But mm. the amount of times uh, at Mac, everyone sort of, I don't know, like back in the old days, that's what you did. Yeah. And I loved it. And so is that where you started as a makeup artist? Um. No, I th- it was a, probably a couple of years prior to that. It was around about 20. I'd been living in Italy. And then I came back and I did a little stint living in upstate New York. And then I came back again. And then I just sort of fell into it by being asked to be, a, oh my God, it's so embarrassing because I'm just not a model at all. But a cousin of mine was like, Lou, I'm doing this makeup course. Come and be a model with me. And so I said, okay, cool. Went there and I loved it. And I signed up for the for the course I think it doesn't even exist now it was like a three-month course and then I was like this is what I want to do I think I want to be creative and then I walked into a Mac store never been in a Mac store in my life and one of the girls behind the counter and th- there was only two Mac stores in New Zealand at that time wow so I think I knew market was where I was and um this beautiful woman who is still a friend of mine to this day came up and she was like oh my god your skin's so beautiful what do you do and I told her and then this would also never happen for Mac listeners or people that wanting to be makeup artists this is literally like however long ago 20 years ago um she was like I would come and work for us wow she said come for an interview tomorrow so I was a bit like oh my god what do I do um and so I thought about it that night I was like yeah no you know what I might as well just go and have a little chat see what it's all about because I didn't really even know about Mac or anything Mm. I'd been working a little bit in the film industry and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do went back and that following Saturday I was on the Smith & Co counter well done and at that time it was tiny there was only three people that worked in the store but it was really busy and then 10 years 11 years later I was still there had not you, at that counter though. Had you so you'd move stores a lot and as it grew, obviously. So not well, no, not even. Like I was there for I think maybe a year, and then um, there was an opportunity to, to do a new role called artist relations, which was when C four music came out, right? And they were like, you know, we want you to launch C four music and get the guys all looking beautiful with their skin and do the makeup for that. So I did that and then I loved it. And then that just carried on to you know music awards and did all that kind of stuff. And then I was in head office as national training manager to like 130 artists about six months after that. And then that was like my 10, 10 years. I think I had that like progressed like, really quickly. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? When, is that I something feel like it was almost like maybe a year and a half on counter and then that was that. Had that been like a goal of yours or were you just like, whoa, this is all happening? Like it happened really fast? I don't know. I, do you know what? And this is going to make me sound like a bit of a like, – no, it's not. It's the, I just feel like in my life when I look back, I mean um, – I don't know if you're if the people that listen to this will want to know that I'm really really old. Do they? You're want not to know that old. I am old. You're not. You're like 28. Aren't oh, you? Okay. Is that what we're saying? Can no. I make a fake name too? Oh, just call me Susie, and I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Louise, and I'm. Oh, I can't even say how old I am. I'm but really you're, old. You're not old at all. Ooh, if I, I honestly, if I looked like you at 40, I'll say <gasps> it. Bill, what's I mean, your mouth? I mean, so 28. I'd be stoked. Um, you're beautiful. You don't even have any wrinkles on your face. And look at what you've achieved. Like, you are a girl boss. You've done so much. And that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast. You're so sweet. I think my whole point of saying that, though, was ooh, I kind of forgot what I was going to say, but it was re- it was related About to how, like, it all happened really quickly and progressed it really fast. It did happen really quickly, yes. So back to that, I do look at my life and I think, 
for some reason, I've always, this is just how it's always been. I've always landed on my feet Mm -hmm. and things have moved really fast and I get opportunities presented to me all the time. And I feel like it's actually always been like that ever since I was little. Like that's just, I'm not sure, although I, I did have a, I had a reading a few weeks ago and I have been told many, many times that I've had lots of people around me and surround me and guide me and stuff. And I actually just, I don't know if that's true or not, but I just am lucky and I'm very grateful. And I've had some pretty amazing and lucky opportunities. But you must be doing a lot of that work yourself and manifesting that yourself. You know, you're well, creating see, I don't these. I think so. I don't know. I just feel like I'm always seem to be in the right place at the right time. Mm. I don't know. And I think when people are in a good space and a good vibe like, and you're happy because you're a really happy person, it's like things just sort of happen when you're in your flow, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But then I also. And you work very hard. Um, you do? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I do. Mm. I don't know. I just think, I think my time, when I look back at my time at Mac, that's 100%, like it was amazing, mm. you know, 11 years. And I did some amazing things while I was there. Yeah. And I think it also like in terms of, just corporate speak and, and business speak, it's actually also helped me out being here because it's quite similar. It's all, it's a huge big kind of thing that we're a big machine that we all, you know, I don't know. I just, I think things that come into your life, you take those little things and then you just can keep sort of just, just put them in the back of your mind or whatever. And you'll use those tools later on in life. And that's, I think essentially what's just ha- ha- like ha- happened for me. That's so good. I love that. That's you know? so cool. What have been some of the opportunities that did arise from working at, for Mac? Um, I don't know. I don't really. Oh. No, you've done quite a bit. <laughs> like there's, there's like little bits and pieces I've heard about different people you've worked with or done their makeup. Yeah, I have. I was really lucky. And I think, again, I don't, what I love about being a makeup artist at my age, and I know that makeup artists that at my age, they, they we do talk about like, we do talk like this because I don't think opportunities arise as fast or as easy now for, for makeup artists and and stylists, I guess, but I, I guess I'll talk more about makeup artistry because back in the day, like it was just, you know, there was no social media mm. and there was no, um, it, it's basically who you know, but it was also the situations that you sort of put, were put in. But there, I feel like now it's just quite different. But at Mac, I did get to work with some amazing people. So I'd travel a lot. Um, and when I traveled, there was lots of opportunities that would arise. But I got to do things like um, probably one of my standouts was touring with, are doing makeup for Frugi for Black Eyed Peas, but it was for their first time here. I don't know how long they've been here for mm. or how many times, um, but it was like what I love about it is every time I have some stories and stuff, there's always big things that happen in those stories. I was, I'm so, like, for instance, with this, they were supposed to be playing at this, is it the Super Top? That's not even there anymore. I don't know. So the Super Top is like a big place where before the Vector Arena or before Spa, right. that's where you would go. And... um. We, we were scheduled to be there and it was all going to be great. And we'd done Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin, I think it was. It was the most amazing week. Fergie and I got on really well. I got on really well with her assistant, who I still speak to. Like, just cool things. Mm. And then we came out to Auckland and the super top, um, it was raining that night and sprung a huge big leak. So there was too much water on the on the, on the roof. And so they were like, oh, my God, we're going to have to cancel it. And I remember being at the hotel and the, the, one of the promoters was like, we're cancelling. Oh, my God, it's there <gasps> in New Zealand. Like, it's so small here. And, you know, in Auckland, there's just one tent and, and I don't know what to do. And like, because there was, there was no Spark Arena. Like, where, you know, it was like, where do we take this outside? But we can because the tent's just exploded. Like, what's going to happen? And then I remember this other person coming in and going, well, there is this place called the 
Um, what's it plots? Is it James the not St. James? St. James Theatre? Yeah, the St. James Theatre, and maybe we could do that there. And they're like, yeah, great, let's get to the St. James Theatre. <laughs> and they're like, but there's no room for everybody, so you're going to have to do two concerts back to back. So some people would remember this concert, <laughs> but we were all like, what the actual? And um, so we all got down there. I was like, this is so great. And they had never done that. They'd never done two concerts back to back. That's and I huge. Remember, it's pretty cool. My eyelash just fell off. Did you oh, see that? Yeah, I did actually. Um, <laughs> Make a wish. Oh my god! The other day, I was literally on set, <laughs> and I was like, "Hi oh, guys, cool. So who's going first? And there was cameras everywhere, and I sat down, and then someone was like, "One of the talent. I won't say who it was, but they just kept on staring at my cheek. I was like, "Yeah, okay, great. Look at my eye, like you know, listen close." And then um, one of the producers came over and they're like, oh, Lou, you've got like a massive clump of lash. I'm not sure what it is just sat on your cheek. And the dude didn't even tell me. It was just like, what has happened? It would have been there for probably about you've 40 minutes. You've got beautiful cheekbones too, so it would have sat on the top of that. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't wear lash extensions. What are you talking about? <laughs> they're all about? natural. Yeah. And then last year, which also never happened, I'm going off topic, but not that I wear uh, hair extensions either, but um, I was sitting at my chair and my hair got caught in my chair mm-hmm. and then I got up from my chair and I turned around and there was a whole big extension that just was just on my on my office chair. Oh, no. And so I had to go and pick it up. Anyhow, <laughs> so that night, so they were, so we were at the St. James mm-hmm. and they came in, did the concert and then they had to file all the people out and file all the people back in and then do a whole other concert and it was the most amazing go down in history kind of stuff. Wow, yeah. And they'd brought their friends along so I met Common that night um, he had a couple of other friends. There was, I can't think, um, like, incred- oh, John Legend. John Legend was there. I don't even know who he was. Um, and then we all went back after the after we wrapped the, the second concert and had just a small, intimate, amazing time, and I met lots of people from that. And through that, I got other opportunities in the music industry and stuff, so it's been pretty cool. Yeah, amazing. It's I'm pretty lucky. But there's many others. I one time toured with Dizzy Rascal and... Um, spilt a whole tub of loose powder on his pants just before he went on stage. And these are the sort of things that you don't really want to do. And isn't um, he quite, I mean, I've heard a couple of stories, isn't he quite an angry guy? So did he get angry with you or no? He was quite lovely that <laughs> night, so we won't go into detail. So oh, what happened there? So he was okay, <laughs> but it was a little bit unprofessional. Louise Nari Ray, <laughs> what happened with Dizzy? So um, <laughs> that was a bit embarrassing, but you know, that's just what happens. And that same night, Kim Kardashian came up to me and she was like, Are you kidding me? You no. met Kim Kardashian? Yeah, because... At the, <gasps> Where? It was at the MTV Music Awards in Sydney, so I got flown over. What the heck? This is years ago. So this is before Keeping Up With Kardashians, I think, was she even She was on. still Paris Hilton's assistant, uh, probably. Yeah, pretty much. like, Or maybe maybe one season had, but it was very early mm. on. This is how old I am. And um, I got put... After I was after Dizzy went on stage, I then got put in the um, media pit, um, and all of the, which was amazing. And there were some incredible people in there. Um, and Juliet Lewis was there, you know, from Natural Born Colors. Mm-hmm. Like she was there, like ama- like incredible, insane, amazing people. And I sort of looked around. And I was like, "What is even happening?" I was doing touch ups and all these amazing people. And then Kim came up and she was like, "Hi," and I said, "Hi." Like, do you want to touch? She's like, "I think I'm okay, but or oh, maybe a little bit of a touch up." But can you see my panty line in my <gasps> dress? And I, being me, because this way, I was like, "Yeah, you can. Yep, you can." I, and she goes, "Okay." And so I turned her around and I got her. You under, felt her I got, I got her undies out of her bum. Is her butt amazing? Yeah, it's amazing. Oh my god, she's about that big, and it just goes. She's <laughs> quite tiny, isn't she? Yeah, she's quite she's short. Tiny. Yeah. Tell you who is tiny and 
when I met her, I actually didn't. This also, by the way, this sounds like I'm being a noter. But no, I don't normally not. talk like this. No, I've all. never. I've known you for a few years now, and I've not heard these stories. I know about Fergie, but that was it. Yeah, I don't normally, but nah. I do. What I find funny because what I would like, although I kind of had an idea to write a book about the things to do or not to do as a makeup artist, but maybe I shouldn't say that because then maybe someone will be like, "That's a great idea," and take my stories. I don't know, but no, they can't steal. That's the thing. People can take an idea but it will never be your idea and it will never they can't take your stories they you're they're your stories yeah I guess so it you know, would be like, a bit weird if I took a, if I read a book and it was like hang on that just happened to me no nah. who is this Trudy <laughs> Gallagher I don't know she who, can get rich I don't know who Trudy Gallagher take is take a hike Trudy I don't, do you like my water bottle yeah look at you um, oh, is that like a Gaines it's called water Gaines water Gaines oh, is that like a water cooler bottle or something <laughs> <laughs> yes how many litres are we doing a day oh, with that yeah, I don't know 20? So I drink too much coffee so I'm trying to get my Good girl. Get my, get my water up. I've been, yeah, I've been telling you not to drink too I much know. coffee. It's water's no good. I mean, co- water's good. Coffee's no good. Switch to decaf. I had, I've been having decaf in the mornings because it's no good for the old adrenals and old anxiety as well. Well, that's, and we Us know. Us anxiety lot, sisters, I know, yeah. I know. Mm. And that's what I love about you, Belle, is that I can, if I, I completely get the whole anxiety thing. And mm. so I'm this person that's, Loud and big and da 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 da, but then I crash right down and mm. then I just get really completely. Yeah, with it's hard when it happens when you're that kind of person as well because it's like you're like the highs are high and then the lows like boom and you're like riddled with it and it's yeah. like really horrible. It can kind of come out of nowhere sometimes yeah, as well. It's it is. It's, yeah, it's, and I've had it since I can remember. Maybe like I don't know, fourteen. I yeah, think I had my first anxiety attack. I just remember um, being a kid and just feeling like my parents called them my worries, and I just always worried about everything. Oh. But like, yeah, no, yeah, anxiety attacks. Oh, absolutely horrible. Yeah, I thought I I remember having my first one sitting on the couch with my dad next to me, and I would have been maybe even twelve. Like I was really young. And I was so frightened and I had no idea what it was. I didn't tell oh, them. Yeah. And I just had to ride through it. Imagine that and just oh. go, I think, what is happening? You poor thing. And then I had them for many, many years and it wasn't until I was about 25. I couldn't really deal with them anymore. And then I went and got help and I talked to my parents about it. And they've only really just actually really understood what it was only a very few years ago, like mm. a few years ago. I think it's hard for some people to understand, especially our parents' generation yeah. and grandparents and stuff, that stuff didn't really seem to exist to them, you know? like yeah. Or maybe it did, but there it was did. just no sort of... It definitely would have existed. These things didn't just come out of nowhere. They no. just People didn't talk about them or you just dealt with it and yeah. no one knew what it was. That's true. Yeah. And maybe it is this time of, like, in the world that we are all... I think also like with social and all that stuff, we're very oh, gosh, open yes. to, but, what, but also we're very open to like sort of sharing everything. So mm. that's also why I think it's, you know, I also, on that though, I think with anxiety, there's a, a lot of people that probably, oh, I'm so anxious and like, but it's like, well, you've yeah, got to really make Yeah, they make throwaway diff- comments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this like is giving me anxiety. I, I'm careful not to do that. I'm like, well, I only use it if I'm actually anxious. Correct. But I feel like that's only actual people that have anxiety mm. slash depression, whatever it is, yeah. that really do understand. So I don't like that kind of language. Yeah. How have you managed then working in such high pressure environments and, you know, like high performing environments with having, you know, bouts of anxiety and depression? How have you managed it? Um, oh my God, I look back on my life and I just think, how, how have I done that? I don't know. I think also getting back to that point, it's like, you know, like that sort of book idea. It's like, I think I take life really seriously, but then I also don't at the same time because I know that it is a struggle and it is really hard. And 
when you do have that heart racing palpitations, you know, everything's caving in on you, mm. you have to try and get yourself out of that. And it's not, I'm not saying use humour or, or, or just push it away, but you've also got to just take a breath and go, well, you know what, life is life mm-hmm. and it is hard, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all going to be okay. And yeah. I shouldn't say just, but, you know, like at Mac, whenever I did, I was like, it's, it, I'm just selling a lipstick mm. or I'm, I'm just speaking to you right now and, you, you know, like I think we kind of tend to blow things out yes. of proportion a lot in our heads and I yeah. think at the end of the day we've got to take a breath and it's all going to be fine. And, you know, I do laugh at myself because, like, you know, like the whole dizzy thing and th- that is me to a T too. So I'll never come in and be like, I'll be very professional. Yeah. But there'll always be something that will happen. But it's been like that since day dot. you just got to own it. Yeah. I toured with Missy Elliott, scariest woman on the planet, tiniest little lady that came in, didn't even know who it was. And Is she really short? And I had, yeah. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> like making her out to be like a size of she's a toddler right now. <laughs> like she's the same size but as I a two-year-old. I had one job. I had one job. They were like, you know, at Estee Lauder at Mac, we, you, we want to give her a Poanamu and it's for, from New Zealand and that's what it is. And there's one for her, this is a special one. There's another one that I was supposed to give someone else. Got them around the wrong way. <laughs> gave her the really tiny one. She was like, yeah, it's great. Thanks so much, you know. And I, and I um, she sat down and then she fell asleep and I was like, oh, my God, okay, well, here I am just in Missy Elliott's room. We meant to be doing her makeup as well. Yeah, that's what happened. And so she f- it. fell asleep while you're doing it. Yeah, so I was doing her makeup. <laughs> you're like, can you open it? <laughs> like holding her eyeballs open or no, something. No, I, I was like, no, this is great because I can do all the hard things, liar. Yeah. You know, your lashes, your brows and stuff. <laughs> and then um, she was listening to, isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? But it was so loud. But it started skipping. And it was going, isn't she? Isn't she? Was it on isn't days? she? Isn't she? Yeah, literally a like, CD or whatever Yeah. And I had just put lashes on her. Oh, no. But I put too much glue on. And because she was asleep, when she was what got woken up by going, is it Stevie Wonder that sings that song? Yeah, I think so. He was going, is it she, is it she? And she woke up to a fright, but she couldn't open her eyes because I'd glued them together. And then um, she knocked the thing off and then something fell on the ground and then her poem arm. It was just a disaster. But again, that is my life. It's yeah. like I get put into these amazing situations. Something will happen that will go bring you right back down to ground that we're all f- friends and we're all humans and we all, you know. Funnily enough, that night, so we did that and it was all okay and I kind of like got her eyes unstuck and she went on stage and blah, blah, blah. The next day I was flying out to LA to a, con- uh, to a conference and actually she was on my flight. But I was so embarrassed to the fact that I'd st- basically glued her eyes together that we just didn't, I just couldn't look or talk to her the whole time. And she was about three seats down. She kept on looking at me. Waving, and I was just not to do it. Like, <laughs> remember reading my book and looking over. And not only did we leave LAX, then she got on the same bus as me to go to the next. Two. It was just a disaster, and she just kept on like trying to wave. I was oh, that's cool though. It. She liked you. Yeah, but I was like, got just all too much for me. I was just like, please, Missy, stop. For God's sake, stop waving at me. Oh, I've glued your lashes together. I can't do it. You should hate me. Yeah, but again, it gets back to that whole. You know what? It's just life is. We're all going to be okay, mm. and you've just got to be. You've got to be serious, but you've also, things in my life have, have always had a slight humour. Yeah, I agree with you. You've got to kind of, 
if you can laugh at things, sometimes laughing about stuff, even when you're really sad or hurting, it can make you feel a lot better. Of course it can. And like laughing at the irony of things sometimes, Correct. I love doing. I'm like, yeah, oh. same. Like, actually, hang on a second, you're people. Like, Where, what's happening right now? You're like, things are an actual mess, but it's hilarious. It's like, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And I look back in my life and I just laugh and I also am really proud of it. I'm like, oh, my God, 40 years. I, I mean, I may or may not have just turned 40. But when I did, I definitely stopped and looked back and I don't regret one thing. Yeah. Not one thing. Now, there was a story, we'll talk about other things, but there was a story that you had the opportunity to do someone's makeup, but you didn't do it. (laughs) And she ended up becoming huge. What what was wrong with me? So this was for Lady Gaga, right? It was. So what happened? Um, I got asked if I would like to do Lady Gaga's makeup and I said... No. Because this is when she was, before she was big and she was, she was She'd just come out with paparazzi, I think. Like yeah. That. So she was actually essentially. But wasn't she opening for. I mean, Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. So she it wasn't her own show. I was like a huge fan from day one. Yeah, but like right. a lot of people knew the song, but they did, like it wasn't her own concert. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So she, so she was opening for Pussycat Dolls. And at the time I was probably a little bit of a, um, um, a, I don't want to say, but I, yeah, a little bit of a Mickey Mac brat, and mm-hmm. I, and I only use that because life is pretty was pretty amazing, and I got lots of opportunities, and so I, I remember going, oh, well, no, because the same night, like that's the same night as Pussycat Dolls, so I've got tickets for that, and then they were like, well, great, well, she's going to be before, and I was like, well, no, because I, you know, like pre drinks, oh, Victor Arena's just opened, it's the new one downtown, and I just feel like, yeah, like I don't know what I was doing, but I didn't. I said no. And she actually, funnily enough, ended up doing her own makeup that night. I don't know why or how, like maybe. Because no one was available. Um, okay, Belle. I feel like it was more because I couldn't do it. Oh, no, so I don't mean like, against you. Like maybe <laughs> I'm you're joking. <laughs> no, I, I probably, like maybe they probably went down the list. Well, they probably and, went to Mac and were like, someone from Mac will do it. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, but I remember thinking at the time, oh, yeah, she's cool. And I remember seeing her face up on the big screen and going, oh, yeah, she's got the winged liner. It looks really mad. Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, maybe I should have done it. Halfway through her her kind of set, I was like, oh, my God, this woman's amazing. And um, and she had the big bubbles on her dress mm. and the piano. And then uh, Pussycat Dolls came on. It was like, <laughs> you know, like it was like, oh, what was even Yeah, happening? it was. I remember going to that and it was like the, she out, she outshone them yeah, completely. Yeah, it was the complete opposite. Like mm. it, they, Pussycat Dolls should have been. So were you, like, were you like, oh, damn, I should have done that. So that was probably a little regret. And then another regret um, was, no, no regrets. Yeah. But there was one thing. Lessons. That, lessons. But mm-hmm. there was one thing that could have essentially really changed my life. And that was Fergie asked if I would like to tour with her and go to Japan and carry on. And I said no. Oh, no. I know. And it was purely because I was just so brand loyal and I loved what I was doing. Oh, I so you would have had life. to leave Mac? Um, I mean... Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was a bit of a, you know, it was a conversation we had in the hotel room. I actually don't even think I've really spoken about this at all. I think my sister knew about that. Yeah. Um, but it's I a big a, decision, though. Yeah. And I had a, boy, a beautiful boyfriend at the time and I loved my life so much. Mm. And I just was like, no. And then now I think I'm like, wow. But then I know why. Because if I had have done that potentially, not potentially, my life would have been completely different. Yeah. And it's I like, wouldn't have had my beautiful little girl. Yeah. And my beautiful life and family. And, yeah. you know, so. 
Mm. Life lessons are pretty amazing. Sliding doors, amazing. Yeah. So when, so actually, before we go further, tell me about when you went to go live in Italy and then New York. Like, wh- wh- what was that for? So when I um, was at school, um, I used to do babysitting and nannying, like we all did. And my family is involved with America's Cup. Um, I've got a pretty great family. Like my my, it, it, like they're. Lots of successful, amazing people that have come out of my family in terms of just what they've achieved. And, you know, I'm really proud to be a Ray. Um, and I used to nanny for um, our next door neighbours, which were involved with America's Cup. And then it turned out that they were going and taking the Luna Rosa, which is one of the America's Cup's boats, um, back over to Italy. I can't really remember. But anyway, they, they, they needed someone to go and live with them um, and be the nanny. And I said, yeah. And I was really young. I was 19. Um, and I went and lived for six months over there and it was bloody incredible. Mm. Oh my God, it was amazing. And the people that I went with, I'm still really good friends with them now. And, um, I got on so well with the mum, Jane, and so it just used to be her and I waking up and getting the map, putting the kids in the back and just traveling around, coming back, living in a beautiful house, going down to have dinner with, um, all of the crew. You didn't, it was just the most insane amazing thing and I wish that I took a lot more and actually appreciated and realised how incredible and not everyone gets those opportunities mm. when I was 19 as now I know. Mm. So I did that. Um, then I did a bit of travelling from that because my sister was living in the UK and then I came back. That's when I did the makeup course because I got I was like, okay, I'll just do a bit of Need to do something. Yeah, yeah. and um, I'd been doing hairdressing for many years anyway and I did that as my part-time job at school because I didn't want to work at the supermarket and I've always been if people do that, I'll do the opposite. So I was like, oh, I'm not bloody doing that. I'm going to go and do something else. Yeah. And I like the glamorous life of <laughs> sweeping up hairdos on the floor in Takapuna as opposed to New World in Takapuna, you know. So that's that's all Browns Bay or wherever. Um, so that's what I did and it kind of carried on again. It just things have just trickled mm. on. Um, and so I did the makeup course. I was like, this is what I want to do. I think I really want to do this. And then I got an opportunity to be a nanny for some other dear friends of mine. Same for America's Cup, for Luna Rosa. Um, and I went and lived in upstate New York. And that was amazing. And I was 20 and lived in the most insanely beautiful house right on the Lake Ontario. So you could see Canada for over the top of the lake. Beautiful. Flew down to New York City. Like, this is a, like amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, and then I did a little bit more travelling then came back. And then that's when I actually fell into from my my makeup course they then called me after coming back from New York and saying hey we you were really amazing at school would you like to work uh, at makeup school would you want to work on a feature film and I was like oh yeah I like but it's for styling it's for makeup and styling I was like okay no idea anyway I worked on a New Zealand feature film and that was amazing never done it before um and then through that just met more and more people and then mm. a year later I was at Mac it's just the weirdest thing like it's just a absolute trickle on trickle on effect do you think your advice and what you've learned from that is just you know take opportunities and they sort of just lead to other things is it yeah I think I think my advice is ironically it's as I'm getting older I am still open to opportunities but I'm slowly be going oh I'm a bit more comfortable and then maybe I'm closing myself off I don't know but maybe when you're younger you just don't think as much mm. in terms of if I took this, what will this look like? If I take this, where am I going to be in 10 years? There was none of that for me. So it's always just been, yeah, okay, amazing. Yes, if it feels right, that kind of thing. So I think maybe the advice is just 
if it feels right and you get presented these opportunities, maybe don't think so much in the in the future because I feel like we do do that. Yeah. Social social um, media, I feel like, has had a lot to do with that. Um, and just just go, just take it, take the opportunities. If they don't work, just don't worry about it. Like, don't. Mm. It's okay. Just try it, and then I could have gone over to. I don't know, Italy or wherever, and hated it. I, and then I would have been too scared to come back. But you've always just, you've got to try these mm. things, otherwise you, you'll never know. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you can always come home or you can always change you things. You can always like, change yeah, things. Yeah, like nothing's for, like nothing stays the same forever. Correct. But do you know the main thing is I think um, I have just always been myself. I have never, ever pretended to be anyone else. I've always just been who I am and I've never – Catered to to people as like I would never be rude, but I also just see people as humans, and we're all on this earth together. Mm. And I honestly don't care. And I used to say this a lot, like back at Mac. I don't, I don't care. That's also why I don't really talk about who I've done. And this, there's so many other things I could tell you, but I just, you know, I don't, I don't really talk about it because I just don't. We're all in here together. We're just trying to make a buck. We all need to live in a house. We all need to. Well, obviously, you know, like have to eat, you have to survive. And sometimes jobs are more high profile or not. It doesn't, it just, mm. but we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's, and I've always had that outlook and I feel like it's just kept on me, kept me quite steady. Yeah. Cause I've met some amazing influential people, but that doesn't, you know, yeah. shake me. I totally agree. And I think people who are celebrities or high profile actually really appreciate that because it's like, you just treat them like humans because at the end of the day, they're humans. Well, they, are. they just have like more people who know who they are. Yeah. And I mm. think that's a successful trait to go into in terms of getting back to like being a makeup artist as well, I think, because it is a vulnerable place, I guess, to be. I don't see it as that because I'm so used to it. But when you sit in a chair and you're getting a stranger to do your makeup and things, you know, there is a guard up. But I can, I've just always been able to kind of get people's guards down really quickly and then they all of a sudden which also is a detriment to who I am because then I get these people lying on my couch wanting you know life advice mm. and you've got to have have you learned to have boundaries with that a bit or is that um, still a process that it's you... still a process mm. and actually I've just thought about it just the second bell is that I look back on all my life and all of that's really great but what's happening to me literally right this like right now in my life is I'm feeling really tired and really exhausted mm. and really really drained and I've just realized I haven't done that all of my life. Oh, and so I need to do that. Yeah. Well, you get to a point where it's just too exhausting to take on everyone's stuff. So you, that's something you probably are focusing on now, but more to yeah. have. You can have boundaries. You can still be there for people, but you just have to have like boundaries where like, whether it be protecting your energy or just not being available for people like Correct. that. And yeah. we talked about this a little bit the other day, mm. you know. And I think when I say when I sit here, it's like I actually, what I think what's just dawned on me is just when I look back on my life, it's like I actually have been like this all my life mm. since I was tiny. You know, that's just who I am. And it probably just attracts people because they feel safe. I'm yeah, like you're safe a people person. person and they like, you know, you accept all sorts of people and you're just like everyone wants to be your pal. Yeah, I think it just gets back to we're all in it together, man. Yeah. It's one life, man. Do you think, um, like, what's your family you're obviously very close with? Have yeah. they been a big, like, support and inspiration for you growing up? Like, was that, what was your yeah. childhood like and everything? Oh, amazing. I loved I loved a lovely childhood. Like, love my mum and dad so much. Um, I've got a sister who is four years older who introduced me to I don't know, NWA and Public Enemy and <laughs> Slash Belinda Carlisle. And, you know, when I was, 
eight and I would wear my NWA T-shirts to primary school and I love all of that stuff. And my dad's amazing. He's into music, as as is my family, Um, and he's amazing and lovely and my mum is really caring and would sit and just take us to every single dance recital that we ever had and just really a cool, supportive family. Mm. Our family was always the family that everyone wanted to come around and party with, but then I go complete opposite. I'm like... God, Dad, that's enough beer. You know, like, so it's just, it's funny. But I have loved my childhood. Yeah. And they've always been accepted. Like, they've accepted what I, whatever choice or decision I've made. And they sort of never put pressure on you to what, like, they wanted you to do career-wise no, or anything? Never. No, I don't remember. I remember being a bit lost for a little minute. And it was probably just before, after leaving school and um, really just for a second doesn't, didn't really know. I went, um, I, I went to, uh, audition at performing arts cause what I actually wanted to do was be a dancer for just a little minute there. And, um, I got through the first stage and then the second and I, I missed out on the third stage because of my interview. And I look back and I think it's because I was just young and I don't know if my passion was right there. Cause I remember them going, why would we accept you? And I was like, I'm not, I don't know. You know, like I literally <laughs> said that. Do you know, actually the funny thing is I just remember and they were like, oh, okay, cross. And I was like, for God's sake, why'd they take me? <laughs> give me like, a chance. Yeah, give me a chance. I just did a pirouette and a, I don't know what it was, but it was amazing. <laughs> um, and so I missed out on that because of that. Cause they were like, they probably just saw that there wasn't, there wasn't that passion, you know? Yeah. I remember when my mum and dad, when Kristen school had just opened, it was like the big thing to like, everyone was like, oh, that's amazing, like, beautiful school. And um, I got pulled out of um, Rangi, Rangitoto, where I went for like, I don't know, I must have been third form. And um, they were like, we're going to take you for an interview, Louise. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Private school and, uh, girl. Yeah, private school. Oh, great. <laughs> and I remember I had squiggle tops, you know, like I used to yeah. love squiggle tops. And I remember eating squiggle tops. Didn't really give a shit what was going on from Rangitoto College to Chris. <laughs> And I got there and I remember sitting there and I looked down, there was a bit of school top on my Rangitoto jumper. I was like all a little bit. And um, I was like, oh, sure, girl. Like, pretty much. Take a puna kid. And, and, um, and they said, oh, again, they were like, same as performing arts. Why would we accept you? What do you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then I said, I actually really like, like I like Rangy. I think I said Rangy. <laughs> and my mum and dad were horrified. And then that was that. You didn't get in? No, like, yeah. That time, but of course they didn't. Because I was like, I don't know. So I'm either in or I'm out. And I think I know, like now I think about when I'm talking about these things, it's like, mm, you know, I feel like sometimes you're not passionate about anything. But in actual fact, maybe passion just comes naturally. And so yeah, when things are meant like, to be, they'll just be, I guess. It's something a lot of us yeah. have had to learn or some people would like yourself maybe just knew. Um, maybe, because I, so, I sometimes think I'm like, am I passionate about makeup? And then like even now I'm just like, oh, God, like 400th person of the day, you know, whoever it is, whoever. And um, But then I think my point is it's like, but at the end of the day it's a great, I don't really consider it as a job. So mm. it, is, it is my passion. yeah. Whereas when someone asks me things, I'm like, I don't know. Then maybe it's, you know. Yeah. What would your advice be to someone who is trying to work out what they want to do or what their passion is? How do you think you do that? Oh, God, that's such a hard question. I don't know. I feel like I just just think I think at the end of the day it's just like if if you want to try something, then just try it. Like give it a go. You know, and I know that's such a dumb. No, but it's the only way you're going to know, isn't it? No, it's not a dumb answer. I think it's like, I think from what I'm getting from you is that just go with the opportunities, give things a chance. If it works out, cool. If it doesn't, oh, well, next thing, you know, like that's how you've sort of gone with your career. I guess so. I feel like everything's sort of like, yeah, everything has flowed. Nothing has been, look, I've worked really hard and everything's a hard. Um, 
you know, things are hard to get to, to get to places. However, I do feel like I have had a pretty, everything's just kind of done this mm. flow on effect. It's because you're doing what you're meant to be doing, I think. And when do you, you get into so? that space, I think like when people are doing what they're meant to do, it just sort of flows on and you're in a good space of your life. You know what I mean? Like if things yeah. weren't meant to be, maybe they just like wouldn't work out or just be a bit hard, like and not and as in hard as in you're working hard, like as in hard as in not like really working. Yeah, I guess You know so. what I mean? Yeah, mm. I guess so. The funny thing is, though, like if you were to say, what would you do tomorrow? I would 100% be a school teacher. Like I would. Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> You'd be so great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'd want it. you to be my teacher. I'd go back to school and be like, can I please have Miss Ray? Oh, I'd be like, hi, guys. Welcome. Everyone sit down. Oh, my God. Like I'd love it You so could do much. performing arts. That, oh, my God. What yeah. were you like in school? Were you the same? Um, I was very dramatic, <laughs> and I'm not that dramatic now, so that's quite <laughs> – are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so you into performing and dancing, drama. Yeah, but to be quite honest with you, I was also very angry. I was a very angry <laughs> kid. But maybe it's because I didn't really know. I Like it might have known. I used to get really angry. I remember being an intermediate and like walking in and, and literally walking into my, I'm not even kidding. And I don't know why, what, who, what the teacher was, but she made me really angry and I smashed my chair down and she was like, Louise, no, I think she called me Louise Nairi, Ray. And um, which is often what I get called here. I, I call you trouble. that if you're being naughty. Yeah, I know. I am a little bit naughty, but then I also think naughty is a bit, char- it's got character. <laughs> you know, it's the character. Um, but I got sent up to the principal's office. I was so angry. And then another time I remember being at Rangatou. And I had been off because I used to get sick all the time, like laryngitis, like laryngitis. Like you still that. get the chesty things, know, throat things. I know I do. Mm. I know. Cherry Ray. Um, <laughs> it's my mum. Um, but I remember being off school. I think I'd even had glandular fever for months. I hadn't been at school. And then the social was coming up. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And so I went there and my <laughs> boys were still asking. I don't even know why my parents let me go. <laughs> And I went up to the... But because the, you, like, would have made it clear that you probably, were going. I like, for God's sake, you know how important this is to me. <laughs> and I remember it was dress up, but I can't really remember what the dress up was. And I walked up and they looked at me and they're like, oh, Louise Ray, oh, no, you've been too sick. Sorry, we're not letting you in. And I just absolutely <laughs> lost to the plot. And I, like in a movie scene, I went like this with my hand and, <gasps> and pushed off all of the papers on the... T- I don't know, they must have been names of yeah. know, naughty, who's been naughty, who's been nice. I don't know. Pushed them all off. And I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, God. And then I just walked off and left. And that's a bit how I was. So you didn't even get to go to the social? No, I was so mad. And you got dressed up and everything. Yeah. Probably had a dress, you'd bought. Well, I can't. I'm just trying to think. It was like, it was some theme. So I was also themed, which is also oh. humiliating because I would have walked <laughs> off like on theme going, stuff you guys, stuff the school. Stuff everything, man. <laughs> you know? like, oh, but I used to get frustrated a lot at school. And I just used to leave and go and sit down at the beach. I did. I rem- and I'm a bit like that now. Like I'm a bit entitled. I don't know. It's not entitled. No, you're right. not entitled. It's just you get frustrated probably because you're like, I think from getting to know you, you're a very passionate person. I've never seen you get angry. But like I think in some ways I'm a little bit similar. If you're frustrated by something and you just like can I have I'm a just like I'm leaving. You're fiery. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I've literally, I have been here. I mean, oh God. <clears throat> Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I have I have been a bit frustrated here. I've just bloody packed up my brushes. Oh, I'm leaving, and I'll leave. That's for the okay. Day. But I used to do that at school. So God, you really don't change, do you? <laughs> I, honestly, it's so weird. Just walked out of Takapuna Beach. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, for God's sake, I'm leaving. Got to have moving back on the Takapuna Beach. That would be, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm fine. And the next day, it's like nothing's ever happened. Yeah, no, it's I like, think I can kind of back. I can kind of relate to that. Like, <laughs> it's a bit, so like, weird. My, I used, yeah, I'm, I've been a bit up and down, like mood wise, like that a bit. 
Oh, just like, just, I feel like. Just like, just sometimes I'll just crack because mm. like, I'm pretty tolerant and then I'll just be like, nah, same. I've had enough. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh my God, me too. I do that because I've got, a, my, like with Nia Gracie at home, my little girl, she, I am so patient, which is also why I'd love to be a school teacher because I'd love to have a whole group of kids that I could just mould and oh my God, it would be amazing. I'd turn them into little drama queens. And, um, <laughs> but she'll be really, she'll be, she'll be fine, fine, She's fine. a mini you though. But then she'll look at Anne and I'll just turn around and I'll be like, you and I put my finger on her and she'd be like, oh my God, you're hurting my heart. <laughs> and literally she's done that a few times. She's like, you're hurting my heart. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Right. I was going to ask you, Calm so down. becoming a mum, yeah. what was that like? Because she is incredible. Um, you're very, very close with her. Yeah. And I think we're, in, we're super close purely because it's been her and I on our own for four years. Like that's us. And Three she's what, thing. like seven now? She's seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even prior to that, um, we were still a lot on our own. So mm. like, I'm pretty independent. Not pretty. I'm very independent. You are, yeah. So I was taking her down to the mount to see my sister when she was a baby and on my own doing that. And like I've, yeah, it's just been her and I. And um, But to be fair, I've always been really maternal. And But for me, I had a huge shock and I had her and I had a horrible um, time with it. And brought on huge amounts of anxiety and I really struggled for the first couple of years, like horrendously, mm. like debilitating, like Aww. this is, you know, and it was really awful. And, um, but I don't know, like I think from that it's also made me super grateful for that time because it's made me pretty strong and I think, oh, my God, I've actually got through that and we're like best buddies now, you know. How did you get through it? Like what were some of the things you were doing to get through those times? Um... I actually, that was when I had to go on, I had to go on medication because I just couldn't do it. I tried to do all the things. Yeah. I tried to breathe. I tried, but it's a. You sometimes sh- need something else. It's a chemical imbalance all the time. Yeah. And, it's like- and it was a, like, Belle, it's, it's responsibility of another human being. And mm. to me, that was just, I know that people like, would be like, well, that's what having a baby's all about. And But it was just such a huge thing. It's And it is still a huge thing. Mm. You were literally number one growing this human and then actually just teaching them about life. It's a major deal. Mm. And you were doing a lot of it on your own, so that probably freaked you out yeah, quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, and then I kind of got into my groove and then it was all okay. I went back to work way too early after a year and the first day back at work um, was really hard. And then I think the second day I was literally on a plane out of here um, to go to a conference. I think it was down at one was in Queenstown, which was kind of still obviously okay, but I struggled. Then it was to LA the next week and I just couldn't even deal with it. And just too much. And I think I lasted, I don't know, maybe six months. Um, and then that that was that. But now I just, I don't know, I'm really proud to be a single mama. And I um, I think she's a pretty great girl. She loves coming here. Mm-hmm. And I think with my job as well, like she she's not that interested. She's got the biggest Mac collection, I think, of any seven-year-old, like, but just doesn't really care about it. Mm. She's like, mm, she's pretty chill. Yeah. And she, um, although I did say, I think she was here and someone said, what do you want to be? And she said, I want to be a celebrity when I grow up. I was like, <gasps> oh my God. Nia. I know. I was like, oh, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. Um, but I think that's just her kind of just being around cameras and stuff and going, what is the oh, what is Well, she's a mini two? you. She's a little performer. Like she loves to dance. Yeah, and she does. She's very creative like Super you as well. Creative. Like she's always drawing. And the way she dresses herself too, I'm like, 
I know a lot of it will be you as well, but yeah, she's like, she she's, she's a mini you to look at and as, and as oh a person, God, I reckon. She's so cute. I know, she's so cute. Oh my God, I love her so much. She's but so she's cute. also incredibly scary. Yeah, she's like, probably one of the scariest people I know. I think there was an Instagram story I saw and you were like sitting next to her while she's colouring with your tea and you have to be there, but you're not allowed to move yeah, anywhere. Yeah, it was. She's like it was the angriest like, and then my next, like, it was like she was, she'd set that up all the night before. She's like, oh my God, we're doing crafts in the morning, mum, it's going to be great. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then I was all sitting there with my tea and my candle. And, and then she goes, no, well, you know, that's your space. And I just thought, okay, it literally felt like <laughs> dirty dancing. Like, this is my dance space, that's your dance space. You know, I just like put in my corner. She's super scary, but she's also pretty bloody amazing. Yeah. How, I've always been in awe of you, though. How do you do the mum thing on your own and then, do all the work stuff and being a boss. I don't understand. Like I've, it's hard enough I doing don't the work stuff. Either. Like how do I don't how know. do like I don't know. I guess maybe once I get to being a working mum, I'll understand. But I just like it's when you don't have kids. I think you think you're really busy, but then it must be a different kind of busy once you actually have a human and then oh, or multiple humans and trying to do your like I just can't really understand it. Do you know there is one thing that I've noticed that I um am getting with age and it is. I'm just like, ugh, all the time at people that are slightly younger than me that don't that will say, I am so busy. Oh, my God, I'm so tired. I'm like, are you, Jimmy? Are you really <laughs> tired? Because I saw on your Instagram you were out till, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning and it's like mm, I kind of leave here and I'm panicked the whole time if I've got to go and pick her up because I know that I've got to get to school, scream over here, go and get her and then be on. And I'm not a mum that will just put the TV on and, you know, and that's okay too because you need to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite involved in her and it's really hard and you get so tired. Mm. And then I think, oh, my God, I'm really failing. Like even this week. Oh, I'm you're absolutely not. I just think you're incredible. No, but you feel like that. You feel like um, you get home and there's like 400 loads of washing and stuff and and the house is a mess and stuff and I feel like that's when I know I'm like, oh, okay, hang on a second, I feel like I am. Well, not that I know, but I, I feel like I am. I'm like not winning at life, you know, mm. but you can't do everything. Yeah. You know, and it's all okay and you can't beat yourself up on the little star. No, nah, like loads of washing. It doesn't, at the end of the day, like that's not the most important thing. No, I know. And just chip away at it as you can. But it is, it's really hard. And I think people make, working mums make um, make it look really easy, but it's it's really bloody hard. Is it good systems and just good, does it make you better at time management? <laughs> <laughs> I am like chasing my tail all the time. And but Mia Grace is the one that's like, Mom, God, say to God, we got to go. She gets so angry because um, every time, not just once or twice, every time we go somewhere with a massive car park, right, like the mall or yeah. often when I go to Sky City Casino, I'm joking, but it's like <laughs> that's the only one that I could also think about. But a massive big car park, I will f- always lose my car. Always. Oh yeah, I'm. Oh, I've that Sky City car park. I've walked around that for same. about half an hour. Do you know, one time this is many years ago. I had a boyfriend that had. He was a skater, and it got to the point where um, he had a skate. Well, he just skated all around the levels, just trying to find the car and mm. for like forty minutes. Couldn't find it anyway. <laughs> but she gets so mad because she knows that I'm going to lose the car, and so she, she's the one that becomes a parent a lot of the time. <laughs> and she'll be like, wow, we're parked in age 25. And she remembers stuff like that. So she actually almost takes on that role sometimes. That's going, good. That's we've helpful. We've got to go. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. 
And that's her personality. But that's good though, because being a single mum, you need someone to give you that kind of support. So that's cool that she's stepping up and doing that. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. And she, I it's, she's helpful. And that's and that, like you say, that's her personality. She's good at remembering things. She's organized. Like she is very organized. Oh my God, where'd she come from? She's definitely yours. <laughs> She's oh. just like you. She's amazing. She is so funny. I can't wait to see what she does, honestly. I know. What is she going to be? She'll be incredible. She's been writing me texts lately, like if she's at her dad's. And like last night, she was like, humph. And um, I was yeah. like, hi, oh, darling, dear. what's happening? She's like, well, you're buying all these Christmas I'll show it to you. She's buying all these Christmas presents for everyone and not for me. And <gasps> I said, okay, that's not big. She's not spoiled, by the way, just saying. But um, she's just being <laughs> not for me. And I said, "Near, I said, near Grace, that's just being silly." That's my mum's talk, and I'm like, "You're just being silly." I said, "I'm actually wrapping some Christmas presents right now," and then she replies with, um, "Like asterisk, asterisk, me, um, not me, asterisk, asterisk, sniffing loudly in the corner." It's <gasps> like she's. She's writing like scripts. Oh, she's going to be an actress. I think. I think she is going to. She's be She's literally writing, and yeah. she's but she's done it a few times now, where she'll reply to something, and then it will go asterisk, asterisk. I'm looking out the window. Like it's like, what is wrong with and you? You're like Santa's coming for you as well. So like he brings you presents. I know, but the fact is that she's just like oh sniffing like she wouldn't be doing that because she's not that perfect. But she's just in her mind putting these little yeah, like no, movies together. Keep her writing things like that. Yeah, she loves writing. Even if it's a little sassy little text to you. Oh, oh, and I'll pick her up at school. Like I'll be literally sweating because I would have done two hundred fifty thousand people here and then running <laughs> over get to her class. And she's standing up going, hi, literally the other day, she was like, hi, guys, gather around, gather around. And her teacher's letting her stand up and, like, tell little stories. And, like, she, she, she's quite funny. She's pretty. <laughs> quite funny. Anyway, yeah. I love her. Oh, she's the best. Have you found um, over time, like, going through life, obviously things, really cool things have happened for you in terms of, and you've worked really hard for them. Has it been a bit of a process at times of learning to really love yourself or like going through tough times to get to good times? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm such a, <clears throat> it's only really taken me the last, oh no, not really. It has taken me, I've spent my whole life. Tr are you talking about like how I like self-love? Yeah, self-love. Like I mean like, I mean how you love yourself and you yourself feeling worthy and all that stuff that sometimes a lot of us will battle with and yeah. you have to learn to do that as you get on. Like, I think that that comes with age. I think it become, and I know again, it's like, I, I actually really despise me. Oh, wow. When I was your age, but I'm telling you as you do get older and people, you know, in their 50s, 60s, 70s will look down and go, oh, when you're in your 30s and 40s, you're so young. But mm. I, I honestly can say that I have had such a paradigm shift becoming like almost like the, my middle of my life because it is essentially. Mm. Um, and it's taken me this time to really start to feel 100% comfortable in my skin. And some days I am 30% comfortable in my skin. And that's okay because that's being human. Correct. But the majority of the time I am 95% comfortable in my own skin. What It has taken me... All my life. Yeah, well, well done. What do you think the shift was? Like, what do you think changed? I don't know. I just think, again, like reflecting on what I've done and look back on my life and also being proud of all of the stuff that I've achieved. But there are so many times where I look at photos, um, and this is a whole other topic that we can get into another day, but um, I look at photos of when I'm younger and even just even a few years ago or whatever it is, but especially when I was younger and going 20s and 20s and 30s. And um, I remember exactly how I was feeling in that minute. And it was, you know, not attractive, 
because obviously I'm not a tiny person. Like I've always had these curves and I've always been um, that kind of like voluptuous or whatever. No, but you're beautiful and you're not big. But thanks, Belle. You're not. You're but, a babe. Yeah, but but growing up I've always thought, oh, my God, like, you know, like I've got these, I had boobs when I was like 10 and all that kind of stuff. And um, mm. but what made me really sad um, is a few years ago when I looked at this photo and I was like, oh, my God, Louise, because I also went through a bout of eating disorders um, and I was bulimic for a while and that was just, oh, God, not a good time. But mm. I look back and I and I just got out of hospital at one point because I was so sick with my, um, not eating and probably partying too much and all that kind of stuff. And um, and I remember thinking at that time, oh, my God, I'm so unattractive and I'm so big and this, that, the other. And I look at that photo and I'm just like skin and bones. Mm. I'm not happy. And there's actually a lot of photos like that of when, and I'm talking about like, old school hold your photos in your hand, yeah. you know, printable photos, which is there's something pretty amazing about doing that as well. I don't feel like we need to do that more because it's kinesthetic and you literally have something in your hand and it's almost like you just, I don't know, like feeling feeling that in your fingers and just actually thinking about what you were doing at that time and the majority of the time I was not happy with what I looked like. Mm. And it's sad to me because I look beautiful in all those you photos. You do, yeah. Um, and this is not now I'm talking about when I'm young. Yes, yeah. But at the time, I remember thinking, I'm always like holding something or like not sure, or, and I don't want to live like that. Mm. And I certainly do not want my child to live like that. Yeah. And so that's been a massive shift too. How did you get through your eating disorder? Because that's obviously like, if for anyone that's gone through one, it's the biggest mind fuck you will Ugh. ever experience. It's like, it's the worst. And I you know. don't think your life's ever going to be different. You think that's it. And you're like, cool, I'm stuck here forever. Yeah, I know. Um, and it's like, you just don't think you can get out of it. So how did you get out of it? I think just having support of people around me. But to be honest, it was that when I went to hospital, that was a massive wake up call for me. And it wasn't, um, yeah, I just, my body was just shutting down. I was mm. so dehydrated. Mm. Um and and that was and I remember just thinking, oh, this is actually pretty serious, Louise. Like you need to figure out what's happening. And um, I went home. I moved out of my like beautiful place in Ponsonby and um, and moved back home for a little stint. And it, it was probably just a little bit of growing and healing, and mm. you know, just actually. But that that was that was what it was for me. It was like this is actually serious yeah. shit you know? so that kind of moment gave you a bit of a wake-up yeah 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 but I know it's not like that for everybody and I definitely have got the most addictive personality and I know that I actually personally think a majority of creative people are a bit like that you mm. know we get addicted to certain things yeah. and, and whether it's substances or what, whatever it is um I think that that's just all comes part and parcel totally you know, and, and I think the ups and downs as well. Like they say, creatives, you know, you can often have a lot of ups and downs, and like, and it's more intense than most people. Yeah, yeah. And so I've always had a real addictive personality, and so I knew that also it's like, oh God, Lou, like it's just, you, it's it's a struggle, but you just can't. You this is not one addiction or mm. illness, I should say. Um, it, it was an addiction at one point because it was like, oh my God, I'm so. I'm looking a certain way and I love it. So oh, yeah, you it get, is, you get addicted addiction. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you do. do. Yeah. yeah, so I was just thinking that's probably not the right word, but it actually is. It is. Um, and to me, that's not the healthy addiction. And you now know? you've got a really good relationship with food. You eat very well. You're vegetarian. Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah. I definitely still emotionally eat, though. And then, like, to be fair, I, dish, I don't know if I can agree with you that with that, that because there are times, and I still do it now, where I'm like, 
oh, I'm just not going to eat today and, and I'm because I, I'm just going to cleanse or, or whatever it is. And I'm still not 100% there, but um, what I don't want to be like that at home. So I walk around in my, it's quite hard. Like I walk around my undies and my knee grace, but oh, for God's sake, put some pants on. Or, like she's <laughs> like, why are your boobs so big and jiggly? Whatever it is. <laughs> but I want her to like just say that you need to just, who cares? It's not a big deal. It's like be who you are, look, look how you are. This is our, This is us. But you do nourish yourself with food, though. But don't I do. You? Yeah, yeah, I eat lots of vegetables. You eat very and stuff. well. Yeah. I also eat a lot of hot chips. Oh, that's okay. And I eat a lot of ice cream. That's all right. Oh, it's all right. You know, no, you're not cheese. eating meat. So I mean, cheese and bread. Who oh, doesn't? Yeah. But I don't do that at home. I'm really good when I'm at home. It's when yeah. I go out and stuff. Oh, that's all right. Everyone's allowed. Like, gosh, you gotta live your life. Mm. Food. Life is for living. That's the other thing. I just think that we don't want to be, mate. I do not want to be eighty. You like I say that to me, like just turned forty. I don't want to be in another um, forty years looking back and going, should I wish I had have just eaten a little bit more cheese and lollies and co- whatever yeah. it is. I don't Rather know, more hot leaves chips of lettuce. Not have to worry about. It's okay. You can have that burger. Like yeah. it's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay as long as you do things in moderation and you are healthy. But health, I think, doesn't necessarily mean eat kale chips and go for runs. You know, three times a day. It's a matter of just going outside and breathing, leaving your office or mm. leaving your space, having a breath, having, you know, a balance if you can. Yeah. So those are some of your self-care practices that you use? Try. Yeah, I try mm. to. I don't always do that. Um, but I definitely try. And for me, it's about getting out in the fresh air and breathing. Yeah. I'm really – and also I had to move the makeup room in this building. It was too much. Um, I have to be where – this sort of natural light. There was mm. no natural light, and, and I started getting very panicky in there. So for me, self care a lot is sitting in a place I feel comfortable. Yeah, or I think or being or I agree. It's to, like when you go to restaurants and stuff, it's your environment. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. I like to set up nice environments. Yeah, and I also feel like I, I'm very strong at removing myself from environments I'm not comfortable in. Whereas I think a lot of times people aren't, mm. and I'm either in or out, and I know if I want to do something or I don't, mm. and that is for me also self care. Yeah. It's like it's okay to say no. You don't have to go to. That's the, another you know, good self care tip. Like a lot of the time, like you say, people think being healthy is like eating kale and going for a million runs. It's like resting and like and getting yeah. more sleep or I just think chilling you know, as well. Chilling, of course. And I know you do that. And I know that I've said so many times I'm going to come around and just sit on your bed. Yeah, it can looks you so Lovely. And my I've set up the deck really cool. I now. know, but I love how you've got like the deck with your oh, set up lots so of areas beautiful yeah it's beautiful there but do you know I honestly I think just now like me saying that because I was like oh when you when you talked about your what do you do for self care and all that it, before and I I actually now just think it is a lot of for me it is actually saying no that's a good one oh yeah it's hard that's like, a good one that's what I do I think I say no so, but it's so Not to hard to say time, but to to ex, to experiences or or environments that I'm not happy in, That's I will good. actually remove myself and go, oh, okay, cool, I'm going or whatever it is. Yeah. But I'm quite strong like that. That's good. Because a lot of for a lot of us, saying no is really hard. Yeah. I'm like from, you know, a lot of us are people pleasers and we'll just be like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. And you're like, oh, God, I've had to learn to not, just not do as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just not do as much. I'm and, proud of you when you say I should, you know, like you'll do your stories or whatever. You're like I should be at the... I'm meant to be or I should be at it's a so-and-so, but I'm actually just going to stay at home. Yeah, there's nothing you wrong know? with it. And I think it comes with growing up as well. Like yeah, it does. When I was younger, even a few years ago, I had to be out and about doing everything all the time. And now I'm just like, oh, God, stuff there. I'd rather just be at home chilling, Correct. you know? 
A hundred percent. I'm such a homebody. No, I know, but I feel like that. That's such a that is that is self care, man. That yeah. is it. Definitely. That's what it is. That's I'm gonna put it on t shirt. Yeah, that is say self- no. That's self care, man. What are, um before we wrap this up? What are some of your tips of how you get through your anxiety and panic attacks? Because I know it's like in that moment, nothing really feels like it helps, and it's mm, like I've learned as well. Like people, I've had girls messaging me lately, being like, "How do you deal with breakups? I feel so horrible right now." And oh. it's like, and it breaks my heart. But it's like you have to go through the shit times. Like oh, yeah. you can't delete them, and that's what I've, I wrote something about. I was like, you can't not go through it. You have to go through it. But by going through it and looking after yourself, you will get through it. And, mm-hmm. the, the you know, like the good times will come. The, you're passing the worst ones. Yeah, and you have to have all of those. Like I feel, honestly, my life has been pretty colourful and that has come with a lot of ups and downs, a lot of heartbreak essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you deal with heartbreak? Like how have you dealt with that? It's the worst. Ugh, mm. It's the worst. And it is at the time you just think, oh, my God, to be fair, I mean, I feel like I've had pretty extreme cases. And um, I, I like the, the three main heartbreaks I think that I can think of is you, they really, I actually got like real post-traumatic stress like it, and, and that mm. brought on huge anxiety. But... Um, Again, it was just it was just trying to breathe through it and and no, it is going to be okay. Yeah, it is going to be fine. It's going to be right. You're always going to look back fondly on that person or not, you know, or think what the hell was I doing? But you have to take learnings from that. So like, you know, I look back and I think, oh my god, I was that. Oh, why was I that person with that person? I shouldn't. You know, it's all the learning. Yeah, you know, and even now, like, um. You know, I'm with someone so beautiful, and I never thought that that would ever happen again. And it, and it's it's just, it's just, it's pretty amazing, you know, and scary at the same time. But I definitely have had to talk to myself a lot lately, going, you know, it's going to be okay, and if things don't work out, then that's okay too. And yeah, it's a matter of really just going through the motions. Yeah, I've had to do that as well. It's like you've got to tell yourself that. It's always, you're always going to be okay. Like mm. everything's always going to be okay. Like yeah. you just handle it and then yeah. you just, it, it's going to be all right. Something good will come. Yeah, correct. You know what? And if it doesn't work out. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to be horrendous and shit and, and heartbreaking. You're going to go out and, you know, drink and have a great night with the girls and yeah. just cry all your tears and, 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 you know, all of that kind of stuff. Oops, sorry. I just dropped my ring because yeah. I'm fiddled. It's very you know, beautiful. Do you know the funny thing is. I don't ever wear jewellery. That's one yeah, thing. Yeah, well, what? This is a new ring. No, it's not. It's what it is. It's actually, I just did the flavour rebrand and I got a whole lot of jewellery. And yeah. I was like, oh, these are cool. And I've had them sitting in the makeup room. And I just was putting them on and then I ran over here and then I'm like, these are the weirdest thing. That's why I'm fiddling with them. Oh. But do you know why I don't Suits wear your outfit? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't wear yeah. jewellery. Why not? Because um, when I broke up with my ex husband, I took the ring off, and I've never been able to put a ring on ever since. Really? Yeah. Wow. Not and any ring. No. Like today's like this. Like I've only. Ju- I'm like. Mm. I did that the other day. Mm. Like a little stacker ring. I'm like that's cute. And then I just it's so weird. Mm. But um, maybe I'm opening my heart a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. So it's all these things that I think. It takes you a long time to heal from big things. Yeah, it can do. But you need those big things to make you who you are. 
Totally. I think, yeah, like through these heartbreaks or whether it be like relationship or just life heartbreaks or upsets or whatever, yeah, it challenges. Yeah, have to be re- challenges. And then yeah. you sort of like, you grow with it, you learn lessons. And I think a big thing for me, I don't know if this happened with you as well, it was learning that it wasn't my fault because I used to blame myself for everything. I know, I And I'd be that. like, oh, this, this was my fault. So when yeah. I went through a breakup, I'd be like, oh, it's because I'm not good enough. Oh, I know. And, and then, I know that you do that because I've I don't heard you do it. say that. No, I don't do it anymore. Not anymore. But, but I, I even last a, year. Oh. No, I was going to say, I remember there was a time last year or the year before where yeah. I came into this very studio and you were not coping. Yeah. And you were saying, you know, it's me. And it's. And I remember saying, it's not. Like, you're yeah. amazing, Belle. You oh, know? Thank you. I also think, though, with girls, that's just our natural response. It's like, okay, well, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not, you know, and it's sort of, it's almost like we become this defensive, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not big enough, I'm not yeah. curvy enough, I'm not not curvy enough. Is I don't it, know whatever it is. Yeah. And so we just do the complete opposite of whatever we are Yeah, because we somehow that's just what we think yeah. is the reason why it didn't work or whatever, which is not true. Yeah, once you can work through that, and I think for me I've had to do a bit of therapy to get through that. because yeah, it's like but this under- great. No, it's this underlying belief that like a lot of us have that we're not good enough or whatever. So once you can break through that, I think when some things happen like – Maybe you had a couple of breakups in a row and it keeps happening. You can yeah. often feel like, oh, well. No, yeah. I agree. But yeah. you can, you know what I mean? You often have that feeling yeah, that I've got something a friend like that wrong with me. Like, yeah. And I, I can say that I've definitely, not anymore, but I've definitely felt that way in the past. And I'll be like, well, there must be, because why does this keep happening with me that other people are, you know, like, mm. and you just, you got to go, well, no. Like, it's just not the right ones, not meant to be. And you look back and you're thankful that didn't work out. No, exactly. Old mate anyway. Correct. Eh? Yeah, but at the time it's just devo. You're oh, yeah. devastated. Yeah. But um, y- y- you know what? You don't want to also spend the rest of your life really unhappy. No, and that's it as well. I think a lot of the time we – and I think we get scared. And whether it's you breaking up or they breaking up or, or friendships or, or whatever it yeah. is, it's, um, you know, you don't – like, I think people come and go into in your life and I think you need to – let people go mm. and you need to embrace some people and you don't need to hold on to a million. You know, on this as well, like um, a, a, about a year ago, probably a bit more actually, but um, I had a best friend who I essentially, we broke up. Like we, she, her and I had been friends since we were like, I don't know, 11. And um, always through thick and thin. And then you start sort of growing, getting growing older and getting growing apart a little bit. And then our paths just weren't sort of matching mm, up. It happens. But it started getting really stressful and then it was – and then we essentially literally like broke up over text one day. It was the weirdest thing. And I was so heartbroken and I was like, I was devastated. It was like I was grieving. As yeah, what well, you, you are. Like. So I guess my point is it's like I don't ever regret all of those times because that person was so special. But now I know that it's like we're on the right path of we're not really meant to be yeah. and you've just anymore. Got, and you've just got to okay. go with it. It's what yeah, people do. are in your life for a season, reason, lifetime. I agree. And you've just got to, I think as I've gone on, it's like you look back and you're like, well, I had to meet that person so I could grow into this or go through this, and and everything just kind of has its place. I've looked, you look, it's something you get as you get older. Yeah, I agree, definitely, I agree. Mm. It's um, your life is a funny one, man, but you just have to just, I think, you just don't try not to take everything so seriously, and it's gonna be okay. Yeah, you know, spill that, spill that powder on on a, on on people's. L- brand new pants and just it's all going to be all right you know <laughs> that's another thing as well you said before you know you don't want to look back and think you're upset all the time and crying about someone for ages or a situation no. and that you don't like you can yeah be upset and have a cry for a bit but then just look after yourself 
And that's why I think self-care is really important. Look yes. after yourself because it makes you fucking strong. Yeah, it does. Like I had something happen a little, uh, not that long ago that kind of, bro- it hurt my heart. It really oh hurt. It gave God. me a shock. Oh, that makes me feel no, so sad did, when you say hurt your heart. It really hurt my heart. Yeah. And it was like, but... It was, I was doing all my self-care, all my stuff. And I was honestly, I remember sitting there being like, waiting for it to kick in, like the self-care. I was like, I felt like a shell. I was just like, come on, kick in, mate, kick yeah, in. Yeah. And then it did. And then like, honestly, like a week or two, I was fine. Like two weeks, I was sweet. But I think by doing those things and like being strong and just yeah. being like, okay, I feel like a piece of crap, but I'm still going to go for a walk down. Take I know. And it's and so hard to do that. But oh you do God, it. And then eventually it. it just all clicks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You just have to. I think we just have to remember we're all just, we're all struggling with something Hmm. and we're all just Just trying to do our best. Yeah, we are. And it doesn't matter what job you have or or what status or what, whatever it is. It's like, we really essentially are just making our way in the world and no one has all the answers Hmm. and heartbreak and upset and ups and downs. That is just the, you just need to look back on your life and, and, and be proud of all of that stuff and be proud that you've got through those ups and downs mm. try those new things mm. you don't be afraid but mm. be yourself I think just be an authentic self and I think it will be fine oh you're so amazing no listen to you lot, talk too much no but you are you are an incredible woman you are a boss babe like I've honestly I remember when I met you you did our one of our photo shoots yeah, a couple of years no. back it was like yeah, it would have been three years ago. Three years ago now? Yeah. Man, yeah. that's crazy. Because I remember coming up here and doing PJ's makeup. I think it was from Music Awards yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and I might have um, been in here and you, doing my show. Yeah, yeah, and I remember thinking, oh, my God, what is this building? You go, There was only, like, one person in here. Like, we hadn't even moved in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I remember thinking it was really cool. I don't even know why that just came about. But, yeah, so I think, actually, yes, that's what it was. So I think maybe that was maybe the, one of the times that I met you. Yeah. Yeah, my bell, but you'd always be my bell. I know, and like I've never really told anyone this, but you're the person that like when I I had quite bad anxiety maybe a year or two ago. I know you did. Like I was having, I hadn't had it since I was like in my early twenties. Yeah, or maybe a bit later than that as well. Kind of like you know, like it flares up sometimes. Yeah, it does. And yeah, I like I was having panic attacks at work, and it was it was like I I've always I, tried I to never keep forget it. that time coming in here, and you just like you you were just like what is even happening? Like I just am. Don't, I'm not, co- you know, I'm not. Yeah. Confident. And I've always been really careful to keep it separate from work because I never, another thing is like, I've, I think you're the same. I've never wanted anyone to think that I'm not good at, I like up to doing my job. So I like will yeah. always keep it very separate from work and stay very professional, probably like you do yeah. as well. Like yeah. no one will know. Yeah. But like, it's really hard sometimes because it just, it's like, just turns up when it wants to and you're like, I'm actually you're busy. Human. Like, I'm, I'm busy, busy doing right. a show. Yeah, exactly. Anxiety. Can we please do this later? Like oh, I'm kind yeah. of busy right now. Like I'm about yeah. to talk on the radio around the whole country, but whatever. Oh God. So I yeah, you've been, that. you've been a person at work that I have like the only one that I've told I'm having a panic attack and Aww. I'm sitting under the desk right now. Aww. <laughs> I'm like, that's okay, you crazy bitch. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> Just but, hang on, I'll be But it's there. really special in a place, in an environment like media and, you know, there's it a lot of... It is really tricky. It's really full-on environment mm. at times and yeah, I feel is. like we've gotten used to it. But yeah. when I first was here, this I was like... a pretty oh, building to work in, an environment, an industry. It's just a lot of energy and everyone's amount. really intense it, and, like, It's because we're all excited. And, and, yeah, like, fucking know, hell. Yeah, Sometimes you're just like... <laughs> Everyone's a bit too much for me right now. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. No, so but then you. it's also oh my god, anytime. No, not anytime. My new no, no I'm actually, good. I'm actually good. no. Don't come and talk to me. It's my new resolution. Oh, I won't be. If you've got issues, you don't come to me. <laughs> no, I think that's important to know though, Lou. Like oh my god, 
I am joking. You come to me. Anytime. Oh no, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm these talking days. about everybody else. I feel like I haven't had an appointment with you for a long time. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. Like no. sometimes I have to go see my therapist that you got me onto, Gaia. Yeah, she's amazing. She is cool, and yeah. um, she's I don't know. Amazing. It's just like believing in yourself, working through shit that maybe you just need to work through. Yeah, and like focus on your self care and love yourself. Like honestly, it's like. It's the basics, but we don't really know it. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Thank you so much, Lou. You are doing an amazing job, and I'm really proud of you. Oh, I'm really proud of you. Stop. Are you going to um, interview cry. yourself for boss boss bitch segment? <laughs> Hi guys. So we've got this great person I want to interview. It's me. It's me. It's me. <laughs> it's me, everybody. But you are. But I'm not even jo- joking. Oh. Like you see things and you're like, I'm bloody going to try that. I'm going to do it. And and you know what? You're not afraid. And if things fail, then it's it's like you don't. You're just like, I want to try this, mm. and I'm going to do it. Anything in life, and I feel like you are. You're creating a really great life for yourself. Oh, thank and you. And you are doing that. You know. I think that's one thing I learned is you don't need anyone. Like I think. I mean, you do need like support and friends you and need, family. You need your. This is what you need. You need your safe people around you Definitely. that you trust. No, what I mean is to create the life you want. You don't. You can do it on yourself. Oh, yourself. Honey, like, you don't need anybody. And like, I think a lot of the time in society, you know, as you get older, you're meant to settle down and meet someone and have no, babies in a home, no, and that's like. But that's. But like a lot of women like us that are quite, and I've always been very independent when I've had long term boyfriends. They're like, oh, you're so independent. I'm like, well, I can't help it. It's just the way I am. Yeah, but that's like, way better. To I'm be like, used to supporting myself. That, like, yeah. I've never needed a guy to pay for but anything that's for good me. Though. That's like, good. honey, I got this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I got to a place where it's like, I don't need to create that fairy tale life with someone else. I can just do it myself. And I'm not going to, I'm going to stop waiting for it because. You know, your 20s fly by. I'm 30 yeah, next month, and I know it's yeah. not old or anything. But It's a like, pretty great time in your you, life, though. It but is. You also would be, at those bigger times, like the 30s and the 40s, you do definitely reflect 100%. You do, and I look back and I'm like, wow, the 20s went really quickly. Yeah. And you, 30 you, is a big year, You worry, sure. You worry about things a lot that don't matter, and then you're like, shit, just, just get shit done, you know? Yeah. Like, I think your 20s, you kind of cruise through a bit because you were like, I've got heaps of time. And then all of a sudden you're like, shit, I'm 30, you know? Do, do you know what, though? Like, I think um, lots of people will have opinions. Like, even, like, with me, I get people, they're like, I've got a specific friend um, <laughs> I'm thinking about. You're like, I, um, I will not name and, this person. <laughs> and they are always, you know, like, oh, you should be doing this and you should do this and, and you need this and you need that and how come you're not? And I'm, I'm like, just you like, need Jesus. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just like, no, like I am so happy with my life. And yeah, I I never thought being 40 I would be essentially a well, a divorced um I actually say essentially because I'm I've only just realized how you get a divorce this <laughs> Have you got one? I'm just in the process oh, of okay. like getting one. Yeah. But I've just also kind of just thought I've never really thought about it like that. I was like, oh, it wasn't a thing that I needed to sign a paper. Now I'm like, I want to sign that paper and yeah. start next year fresh. So but I never thought that I would be a um, um, single working mum and in whatever stage essentially I'm supposed to be in. But it's like, well, why not though? Like why? Yeah. I, I don't I mean, I don't know. I've always maintained that I'd get married when I'm 80 in a caftan on a beach with a 20-year-old <laughs> boyfriend. Like who cares? And you know what? My auntie did that a few years ago. Best, best bloody thing ever. It's like you go, girl. Yeah. You know, you just do you. It doesn't matter. Like there's no preconceived people that want to put you in a box and go, well, you're turning 30, Belle. 
uh, you don't have a boyfriend, you don't have a house, you don't have the picket fence, you don't have this, that, the other. It's like what that's not essentially going to bring you happiness because mm. you carry your mind wherever yeah. you go. And it's you can, what's in here. You're so right. And, you know, I've had all, like, not married and had children, but I had all that. I owned a house when and I was 24. I know. I know. And, and that, it's like, and my oh, point but is, then I was happy? like, yeah, I was. But then in my mind, I remember thinking, is this it? Like, there you go. So, to be honest, you weren't actually happy. No, like, happy. it was good to a point. And then it was yeah. like, okay, next part of my life, yeah. you know, need to go that way now. Correct. Yeah. Mm. So, that is what's so courageous about you is that you. You do these things, but then you're like, no, this is what I need in my life. And mm. you do that. And not a lot of people do that. You know, you need to not worry so much. I think, and I'm not taking, I'm not saying you, but no. people in general, it's like take those steps and just try new things. If they don't work, they don't. But you, you are right. You've got to be your own boss and you've mm. just got to, you don't need anyone. Yeah, it's like you, if you want to go, I used to always think, oh, I need a boyfriend to go travel. I need a boyfriend no, to do this. Don't. No, I don't. I went to Thailand on my own this year and had the best time Correct. ever. Had an amazing romance yeah, even. I was just going to say oh, a little fling. We still talk every day. He's day. like one of the best people in my life. But see? He's but, awesome. But listen, had you gone with someone, you wouldn't have had uh, No, I wouldn't have done all have... the cool things I did. Right, exactly. I had Slime a way bit of time. Me. Everyone needs to watch Gwyneth Paltrow, 19 whatever it was, that movie Sliding Doors. I'm telling you, it changed your life. Okay, I'm going to watch. It. Oh, I've never why seen I it. Say sliding doors. Never seen so, it. So there's this literally, I think one. There's this. It's like a point in her life. I don't. I can't really remember the story, but it's like she. It, she either takes that train or she goes that way, and then it's it's, it's a it's a it's a journey of what would she have done in both situations. Like mm. if she'd have gone that way, what her life would have been. So it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. It's like one little thing, one decision can change your whole life. Mm. Bloody amazing, <sighs> and it's bloody. Bloody life-changing. Oh, you're amazing. I'm thank you. up because I've got to go. I've got no, to I've got go to yeah, I, no, I've s- gotta go. No, I've got to go. Thank you so much, No, I was going to – we were meant to wrap up a while ago and we just kept going. So thank you so much That's for your okay. time and everything you do. I know people are going to get a lot from this and you're such – a boss and an inspiration and you're real as well. And I think people relate with realness and people who are just like themselves and they're just like, you know, rather than I'm trying to be the most perfect person, you know, I like, am definitely not that. I've just learned people, people love realness and of course they do. They, when you be honest about things, they really relate and resonate with that. So, and and yeah. you have to, if there's something you don't know, you're not sure about, you have to just say, you know, well, I actually don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now, but <laughs> let's just roll with it. You know, it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Love you, Belle. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for more episodes and catch up on eps you may have missed. There's over 30 of them now. Reviews and sharing the Self Love Club with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps so much in spreading the self love message to others who may need it. To keep up with the Self Love Club, find me at Belle Crawford on Instagram and check out my website, bellcrawford.com, for the Self Love Club resources and blog posts. Plus, join the Self Love Club community on Facebook where you can connect with other members around the world and make some new pals. A big thanks to our audio engineer, Nick Bullman, and we've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through the rest of 2019 with weekly episodes available each Monday. Another Love Lessons with Gaia next week, Donnie L from Designer Wardrobe after that, and heaps more. Catch you soon, babes.